we're actually going to live taste test a couple of, well, Retro Denim Jacket isn't because we didn't warn her we were doing this. <laughs> Woof. Thanks. <laughs> From the brilliant minds of Hipster at Home, you're listening to We Should Start a Band, a podcast about the trials and tribulations of being suitably hipster. Congratulations, you've turned the record over to Blurred Sav B-Side, a continuation of last week's foray into home bar essentials. I will say, this was a spur-of-the-moment purchase when we were in the shop today. Please, explain what it is. So, what I'm holding in my hand is the Coca-Cola Signature Mixers. Now, they had three options in the shop. We only bought two of them. This is the Smoky Notes number one. It's got a long list of ingredients. I concur. <laughs> Most of which are unpronounceable, I'm guessing. Yeah, that's, that's, the, main, that's the main problem. Mm-hmm. And the second one we have is the Woody Notes number four. Now, the other one they had there was their spicy, and I just didn't feel the need to get the spicy one. What happened to Woody Notes one, two, and three? Yeah, but it might be like Chanel, only say- number five. <laughs> what we have here is the drink mixer equivalent of releasing two pigs labeled one and three. Got it. This sounds very country fairish. We so really don't know for sure that there's a middle one. <laughs> so this is a, a schoolyard prank. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But what I'm going to try is seeing if it's going to make a ch- Oh, that was satisfying. <laughs> that was the Woody this notes. Is, that's Woody notes. Um, so fun fact, SEAL Team 6 was created before SEAL Team 4 and 5. They didn't exist. Huh. They just decided to label it 6. I think if I was going to create a team, I'd want them to sound... It sounds cooler to give it a number. S Club 7. If it had just been S Club, it would have been so boring. Yeah. So you definitely smell... I get woodiness. The woody. Mm -hmm. I think that's definitely the patchouli and balsam coming through. Pretty heavy. Patchouli? In in your mouth? Yep. It smells like an old West Town museum or gift shop. It does, yes. (laughs) Oh, you know what? That's good. But it's nice. Oh, the the woody is delicious. Is it now? <laughs> well, is that, well there, that, there's a soundbite. Is that name of our debut album? <laughs> yes. <laughs> delicious. It is. It smells great. It tastes great. It's not. It's less carbonated than regular Coca-Cola, I feel. Yeah, and I can say that, mm. having had regular Coca-Cola earlier today. Wait, so these aren't just mixer? Are they like supposed to be drunk as a drink? So they're Coca-Cola's signature mixers. Okay. And they advertise them as created with leading mixologists to mix with premium dark spirits. Oh, okay. So shall we try this one with... Let's do it. So we're going to try the woody one. This is still with Tenjaku. Can we get a still of licking the outside of her glass? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to waste it. Oh, this smells heavy on the whisking in ratio. Yeah, I might have gone a little heavy. That's that's good, friends, listeners. Yeah, this is a winner. So this is the Coca Cola signature mixer, Woody. <laughs> um, Coke. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw this one out there. I know this tends to happen with a lot of marketing things. That sometimes you've you've come up with an idea in the boardroom, and nobody really sat down and said, "Hold on a second. What have we named this? Woody Coke. And I think that maybe Woody Notes was not 
ideal. I get where you're going with Woody, but let's just remember that people are going to be drinking while they're enjoying this, and it's going to become inappropriate very fast. Even if they're not drinking it well, because Heritage Avocado Toast managed to find a pretty inappropriate thing the other day in the store. The he love did? pickle. Oh, yes. That was a love, love pickle. <laughs> what? But I believe, because pickle in the UK is more often referred to as like a chutney, kind of a sauce jelly mixture. Certain types are called pickles. And I think that was the brand, love pickle. But once again, one of those things where somebody in the in the meeting probably should have just raised their hand and said, hold up, guys. I mean, sometimes if someone runs in with a good idea, you can't really shoot it down and you just go, you know what, I'm going to laugh about this later. Like Dora Explorer and the map song. Like, honestly. <laughs> just routinely, it's it's the marketing and the communications <laughs> department that are the most awkward teams in any organization. I don't understand it. Absolutely. It's true. Like, All why right. is it such a universal truth? Soundbite number two, Smoky Notes. That was satisfying. So there is something very satisfying about the noise that taking a a carbonated beverage top off. And I don't mean the twisty top. These tops are the proper, you have to get out a bottle opener to open, which actually brings us into, I believe, our next point. Well, sort of. It's almost to our next point, but we can move it up. Yeah. Having a decent bottle opener. It makes such a difference. I don't get those newfangled, fancy electric ones. I get what they're supposed to be, but some people can't work those. If you have a good screw bottle opener that has... It just makes a difference. I was thinking of a word and I once again forgot it. I know. You were probably looking at me making a funny face. I was. This has a definite bouquet of cough syrup. (laughs) That doesn't strike me as smoky. Okay, I'm not getting smoky. You're, yeah, it's, that's that's definitely cough medicine. Uh, you know what that is? You know what I'm smelling? It's the um, the Lang Lang. Oh. Yeah, which I do like the smell of because we use it as our daily bathroom cleaner. Oh, that, that sounded really uncomfortable. Mouth sounds not... <laughs> it's really not the same when it's just a sound bite. <laughs> <clears throat> this, you get the smokiness... But way after you've finished. Like, it's really long aftertaste that you get the smoky. I would say it's much more cough syrupy, um, Dr. Peppery, kind of mm, like that. Yes, Dr. Peppery. Okay. Not to compare Coke to a competitor. You would think it's a competitor, but very different. Mm-hmm. Who owns Dr. They meet, Pepper? I don't know, actually. They achieve different things. Mm-hmm. They satisfy different needs. Yes. Keurig, that's not. Like the coffee? That can't no, be that right. can't be right. Snapple Group. Drinking a root beer, a Coke, and a Dr. Pepper are completely different experiences that I need to match with completely different things. Yes. Well, apparently Coca-Cola manufactures Dr. Pepper for Europe and South Korea only. PepsiCo for Canada and Oceania, and Keurig for the United States. How about that? Weird. It's only been since 2008. I haven't yet found who owned Dr. Pepper pre-2008. Okay, so I've just tasted the smoky with whiskey. And I do think you get more of the smoky with it. I think this would go with a different whiskey, though, because the whiskey, this the Japanese whiskey doesn't have a heavy smoke to it. Mm-hmm. I actually think that this would go really well with a Scottish whiskey. Yeah. Half the reason I love the 
Japanese whiskeys is because they aren't as smoky. I don't enjoy the smoke of a whiskey, a scotch, yeah, a mezcal. Just not up my alley. Yeah. I agree. I think I think maybe we're going to have to get more into whiskeys sooner rather than later in the podcast schedule cuz this is giving me a lot of thoughts. Mm. Yeah, the of the two though, I much prefer the Woody. Woody is delicious. Yeah, so the outcome of of that live tasting which dragged on a bit is if you're adding one of these Coca-Cola signature mixers, not sponsored, but we could be. <laughs> To your bar as a staple, we recommend the Woody. Get yourself a Woody. <laughs> and on that strange turn of events. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't. Um, but Let's other talk things- about rack storage. No, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into racks, the other thing that I think you should have when it comes to mixers is bitters. Mm, mm-hmm. Bitters are highly underrated. Yep. And yet, they are one of the essential ingredients to what were the first cocktails. Mm -hmm. They sort of defined the first cocktails. So I think you really should sort of push push yourself a bit and get into the bitters. The easiest way to do that is actually to get yourself a bitters kit or sampler. Yes. You're not going to need a lot. Bitters are strong. They're heavy alcohol content, so you're not using them the way you would use a mixer, the way you would use a regular alcohol, and they are strong. If you taste one of those straight, you're going to miss any of the notes in it. You're just going to burn your taste buds off. So you really don't need a lot. If you get a sampler or a small selection, little bottles, save yourself some money, and you also get yourself a bigger selection, and that really widens what you can use them for. And when you do find one that you really like, go ahead and purchase a bigger bottle of it. Yeah, exactly. It's, to your point, it's not something you need a lot of. You're talking like a couple drops. Yeah. You do not need a full bottle, a quarter of a bottle of bitters for anything. You're talking like four or five drops for an old-fashioned. Well, I do my old-fashions a bit heavier, so I do quite a few dashes. But I do know that the way I make my old-fashions is not most people's preferred method. I like them heavy on the bitters, but like I said, that's a preference. And when you find a bitters that you really like, you buy a bigger bottle. So I get a bigger bottle of the, I can never pronounce it, Ang- Angostine or Angus, I can't, I haven't seen the name in a while, so. Yeah. Langostines are delicious, though. Well, I don't like seafood, but I have heard that from other people who enjoy seafood. Yeah, but we're working on that with you. We'll get you over the hill sometime. I mean, I've made inroads. The fact that I eat sushi is is a big concession. Uh-huh. I'm looking at... Research department? Yeah, research department's looking this up. We have... Yeah, we've had to get an intern. We, we, we were able to get uh, cheap, free college labor. Oh, is that what I am now? Yeah. Angostura bitters. Angostura. Is that the British pronunciation or the American? <laughs> British pronunciation. Let's see what the American is. Angostura bitters. Angostura. Angostura. Angostura bitters, I think, is one of the classic ones. You'll probably want a bigger bottle of that, but you don't necessarily need to get a bigger bottle. Orange bitters. You're going to need a bigger bottle. Grapefruit bitters. Those are pretty classic ones. But then you're going to get some strange ones. I do use chocolate bitters quite a lot, but I've got a smaller bottle of it, and I still haven't gotten through. Olive bitters are really good if you're making a dirty martini. There's a Creole bitters, which I've never tried, but I've heard described as everything in a Creole kitchen into a bitters. Well, there we go. That seems Um, very intense. Yes. 
think it is supposed to be. But like Retro Denim Jacket was saying, you're not going to use the full bottle. You're rarely going to get through it. Yep. So give them a go. So many things can be improved by a few dashes of bitters. Mm-hmm. Put it in my meatloaf. Actually, it's not a terrible idea. Write that <laughs> down, yeah. Also, something you tend to have in your cabinet, in your kitchen, and makes a classic Bloody Mary. Worcestershire makes, it. it's quite the flavor. Worcestershire. Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, so we were saying Worcester, but it's Worcestershire. It's because you're from Connecticut, so you just like have that tendency to not add the sure to it. Yeah, yeah. Because being from New England, when we went over, you know, when we got there, we basically went, hey, this place looks like where we came from. Let's just name it again, but drop the obnoxious bit of making it a county. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Do you think that's where Trenton comes from? Like Stoke on Trent and they just went Trent on and never finished it? I mean, it's the ton of Trent. It is the ton. Correct it. There's a lot of ton there. Is there a ton of ton? There's a ton of ton. Anyways. Now, I mentioned quickly there... Dirty martinis. And earlier we mentioned apple martinis. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a good segue into glassware. Yes. If and when my mother listens to this, I will most likely be getting a message about how an apple martini is not a martini just because you served it in a martini glass. Accurate. Just because it's in a champagne flute doesn't mean it's champagne. It could be a sparkling white. (laughs) (laughs) Note the importance of having good glassware. Apparently, and I don't know the ins and outs of this, but my other brother, not the not the tonic drinking Lynx body spray, Axe body spray, Axe body spray, whichever body spray it is, oh, they're all owned by the same company, aren't they? I haven't the foggiest idea. Anyway. It's probably owned by Keurig. <laughs> he found if you have just a martini bar, the definition is you just have to serve things in martini glasses. This caused a massive row <laughs> because my mother is. She doesn't even believe vodka martinis are martinis. The only martini you can make is a gin martini. And she doesn't mind atomizers, but I believe her exact description of adding vermouth is you show it the vermouth from across the room. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a big vermouth fan either. Yeah, it doesn't do much for me. No, it is good in a Manhattan though. But vodka martinis are absolutely martinis. We did skip vermouth. Well, we'll get to that when we get to like proper alcohols. Mm-hmm. Those types of things. But I will say, I will give vodka martinis or a martini. Yeah. I'm not going to be so hardcore. But I do see where she's coming from on the you can't just put things together, throw it in a martini glass and call it a martini. Yeah, just because it's vodka and creme de menthe with green in it and tiny chocolate chips does not make it a mint chocolate chip martini. That is not a martini. No. Actually, vodka... Why not? It's served in the martini glass. Vodka and creme de menthe. Makes it a grasshopper. There we go. And it's delicious. <laughs> it is. I'm not saying, I am not hating on the taste. It's delicious. It's just not a martini. I used to celebrate my birthday back when we first moved to London. Uh, so for the first few years, there was dollar martini bar. The martinis were not just a dollar. It was supposed to be an American themed martini bar. And it was down in the basement of a burger <laughs> restaurant. Oh my God. It was great. It was right around the corner from a few of the big fashion houses, so the crowd there was always quite fashionable. Red velvet sofas, and it was just incredible. And I used to always ask for, it wasn't even on the menu, but every year I would ask for a birthday cake martini. (laughs) Were they using birthday cake vodka? Because yes, 
that exists. No, they weren't. I, it does. Um, they weren't. Yeah, I think we got it actually at your mom's house once. <laughs> we did. We did. We all almost got very. That was a bad hangover. That was a bad night. I don't know what it was, but it was like a thick, milky, chocolatey. Uh, it was very alcoholic. Tried to float a candle in it once. Birthday candle. That doesn't really work. Surface tension. Was it was it definitely. <laughs> it wasn't enough surface tension. It was definitely not a martini. Well, what makes it not a martini? A is Porsche it, is still a in, Porsche, no matter how many bells and whistles you throw on it. It's even still a if Porsche. it's the uh, Porsche Cayenne. Oh my god, that thing is hideous. <laughs> I will fight anyone on that. That thing is ugly as sin. Is that I one, know somebody I like? you can fight on it. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's argue. Let's argue. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a car guy. I do. I do like the Ky- I do like the Cayenne. Ew. Visually, no, it looks like a Porsche. That somebody went, you know, Porsches are really nice. Let's wreck up the back of it. It's like a sleek yeah. looking hatchback. It's fine. What is wrong with that? Okay. There is no attractive car that is a hatchback. <laughs> None. <laughs> this one is. No, no, no. Nobody ever should have said, you know what we need is a Porsche SUV. Not an SUV. That's not what Porsches are for. If you want an SUV, go buy another SUV. Like, it's not a big deal. No one's going to shame if you. If you saw this on the street and nobody told you it was a Porsche, would you feel the same way? I would think it's that's an a- interesting car to drive your children to soccer in. That is that is the key to this area. It's an upscale cactus. I hate the cactus. Yeah, I know you hate the cactus. <laughs> I'm research departmenting to just tell you how, oh my god, it's so ugly. Did you just look up the cactus? No, wait, what's the, who's the cactus? <laughs> <laughs> who's the cactus? That should be the name of the episode title. Who's the cactus? Is that the name of the debut album? No, I think just the name of the episode, maybe. Who's, Who's the, the cactus? cactus? Who's the cactus? <laughs> Who makes the cactus? Let me see. I don't know. The Porsche Cayenne is just so hideous. What is... It looks fine. Look, there it is with a human. That looks fine. No, Cit- Citron makes the cactus. Oh, they don't drive those much over here. Yeah, mm-hmm. just look it up. I'm looking it up now. You can even just put in cactus. Oh. Right? Oh, wow. It's like they took a mini and then destroyed it. (laughs) Listeners out there, let us know your feelings on it. Because this divides not just this hipster household, but a corresponding hipster household in Wales. That's understandable. Wow. This is hideous. It comes with side panel armor. It's great. I mean, for driving's sake. I mean, it would be great in Brooklyn. Yeah. If you're in a city, that sounds delightful. But it's hideous. Brooklyn, only place I've ever been where bumpers have bumpers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they do. That was bizarre. (laughs) It's because everyone hits each other. It's a very New York thing. But like they won't do it in Manhattan because it needs to look like you have a fancy car and you don't care about that car. Mm -hmm. But in Brooklyn, they know what's up. So they put bumpers on their bumpers. I just, but that's the point of a bumper. But you don't want your bumper scratched, so you put a bumper over it. It's your paint job. Well, then don't buy a car (laughs) or don't paint it in the first place. Get a penny farthing. Wow. (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh. Well, but it. 
but beyond beyond your martini glasses. You need your highball. You need your glass, tumblers. Tumblers. Crystal Good. makes everything taste better. Stemless wine glasses. Stemless wine glasses are very handy. Yep. I do enjoy stems in some cases. Stems are good for a table setup. Yes. So if you're looking and you're sitting at a table and you're setting it up, a stemless wine glass just doesn't sit as well. But if you are just rocking around the house, having a party with multiple people, grab that stemless. And also, if you're going outside and you don't always want to have to use plastic, and we're not big advocates here of disposable ones. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you've got a wine glass with a stem, as we discovered when we were up on the roof, the wind catches that, and you're losing a wine glass. Yep. So stemless wine glasses, really good for outdoor dining as well. And for when you're going to have, like, let's be honest, a drunk party. Yeah. It's nice. It rolls. It's not about to fall over. No one's about to toast with it, clang their glasses together, and worry about it shattering. It's, yep. it's a good option. And you're less likely to accidentally snap a stem. Mm-hmm. Especially cleaning it. I don't think we should be clinking breakable glass things together in the first place in social settings. Why, why are we Why are we smashing glass together? In what universe is this a good idea? That's Can we true. not just raise the glass and say, I'm trying to say congratulations. There it is. <laughs> cheers? Well, were, you, were you going with cheers? <laughs> well, hallelujah is what was coming to mind. <laughs> <laughs> I find it very strange because I did not grow up in a house where you clink glassware. Well, you're the minority, I think. Yeah. I do feel like that. It was just that you say cheers and you just give everyone a polite nod while holding your glass aloft. So much better. The Leonardo DiCaprio meme, just give a nod. Mm -hmm. That is what I grew up with. No matter how long I have been here, I still find it jarring when people insist on clinking glasses. And a simple raise a glass and nod is all you really need. It's very interesting because half of my family needs to touch every glass together, which kind of skeeves me out as a person that doesn't like germs. But like, also, let's call a spade a spade. Our side of the family really enjoys crystal wear, and you cannot clank that together. Yeah. Well... So we should probably just finish up on our last point, which is when you're not having a cocktail. Drink water. You're moving into wines and beers. Yeah, drink water. (laughs) Be careful of cocktails because of how much sugar they have. Mm. So many people talk about getting hangovers. Mm -hmm. The one thing that really drives me nuts is the, oh my gosh, I'm 30 plus. So now I'm getting horrible hangovers. If you're getting horrible hangovers over the age of 30, you were getting horrible hangovers under the age of 30. Well, and you're drinking crappy alcohol. Yes. Sorry. Bad alcohol. You're drinking bad alcohol. Step away from the Vlad. (laughs) But what's causing the hangover is dehydration. Mm -hmm. Drink water. Yeah, that's one of the brilliant things for me about drinking. Like, I am known for having a water glass and a glass of whatever Mm -hmm. I'm drinking. But that's one of the brilliant things for me about margaritas is that they don't tend to have simple syrup in them. You're probably putting maybe a little bit of agave in there. You're not loading it down with sugar. And as long as you're drinking high quality, you're not going to get a hangover. And if you think about the things that people complain about giving them hangovers, it's always cocktails. And they always blame the high levels of alcohol in it. Mm -hmm. Alcohol is sugars. Mm -hmm. So you're drinking a heavy amount of sugar. You're drinking it in a cocktail, which has a lot of sugar. You're complaining about, I'm getting a lot of hangovers from wines, especially sparkling wines. They add sugar to sparkling wines in order to feed the yeast. Yeast feeds on sugar. 
The sugars of your mind. The sugars of your mind. Yep. And it makes, like, I've noticed it makes such a difference. For me, things that make a difference is eating beforehand. Mm-hmm. And drinking water throughout the night. And letting yourself sober up. Mm-hmm. I think so many people go to sleep drunk. Yeah. So, of course, you're going to wake up feeling crappy. Mm-hmm. Let yourself sober up. Sit up. Watch a show. Have a glass of water. This is what the point of a kebab or fried chicken or a burrito. <laughs> it up. That's the whole point. Yeah. Partly that, but partly to keep you sobering up. Yeah. And beer is not a hydrator. No. No. Neither is tea. Yeah. Tea and coffee are also not hydrators. Caffeine is diuretic. You will dehydrate yourself. But speaking of those, if you are going to be drinking, not the sugars of your mind, I meant oh. like beers and wines. <laughs> Another thing that I think is a key staple to a good home bar is storage for wine. Mm-hmm. You don't need to get yourself a big fancy wine rack. You don't need to get yourself a wine fridge. Nope. You need you, a wine cellar, though. You don't have to get a wine cellar. <laughs> I'd love to have a wine cellar. Oh my gosh. It's the dream. You can get a very basic wine rack. You can even just have a nice box. The thing you need to achieve when storing your wine is keeping the cork moist. Mm-hmm. So that's why you want to have it on its side. The bathtub. That's a bit too moist. We're also saying the word moist a lot. Moist. Only mildly. <laughs> Only mildly moist. <laughs> But I think that's one thing that people tend to not realize. They, mm-hmm. You want to keep the cork moist. Also, other things about wine that are important, look it up and realize what date it's going to go bad. I have family that are classically known for serving wine that has been skunked because they did not serve it at the appropriate age. Good hint. When it says nouveau. <laughs> But that's true. Not all wine is meant to be aged. Mm-hmm. And also, you need to remember that the the wineries have aged it. I mean, they will occasionally put a bottle out that does need to be aged. But most of the time, they're putting a bottle out there for you to drink. They've already done the work. You should yell at the cats because you keep leaning in and out of the mic. Sorry. It's, it's because probably because I'm flailing at her. She's almost <laughs> hitting me, so I'm moving. He's moved on. Sure you know, he knows. <laughs> hipster cat problems hipster cat problems um but if you are going to save it even if it's like you know because quite a few of them yeah they'll last a few years if you are gonna do that just don't let it go off by leaving it standing upright also be careful about leaving it in sunlight Hmm. that bottle might be dark but it's not gonna protect from everything no and if you are Opening up your favorite bottle of wine or sparkling, and you happen to live in a house where the other person isn't drinking it, or you live on your own, or it's a weeknight and you just want one glass, get yourself decent recorking system. Yes, it is a incredibly great investment. Yeah, put something that gets something that goes in that bottle. Tap it in. Push it, push it. My Real whole, good. <laughs> my whole view on, on bottle openers is that they should work. Same with a recork. Make sure it works. Job done. So with sparkling, you want to get one of the ones that clamps down. Although, word to the wise, mm-hmm. they don't fit every bottle. They will occasionally pop off yes. in your fridge and give you a heart attack. And they don't work on the bottles you've opened with the sword. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't. Uh, I mean, they really should say that on the packaging, but they don't. So just FYI. If you've sabered a bottle, this will not fit. Well, if we have to put that tiny bits are choking hazards, like, no kidding. 
We should put that on the recorker as a warning. I, we've invested in a vacuum pump recorker system. Mm-hmm. And that's a really, like, that's quite a handy way of doing it. It doesn't last forever, but it will keep it for longer. There's some really expensive systems out there if you want to get fancy. I grew up with one, having one around the house with silicone corks and the little pump. Yep. It's not complicated. It keeps it a little bit longer than just shoving a regular recorker in there. Yeah. In our house, there's a lot of times where I want it and he wants a beer. So, you know, unless I'm committed to drinking an entire bottle of wine myself that night, it's not going to happen. And if it's a sparkling, uh, Heritage Avocado Toast does not drink sparkling. It's okay to just say you miss me. <laughs> yeah. If Richard and Jack could just move back. <laughs> we wouldn't have to cork any of our bottles. I have a problem with sparkling. And it's that I really only like the really expensive ones. Well, don't we all? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean... But I just generally don't like the regular ones. That's true. If we get a really nice champagne, he'll drink it. Whereas regular wines, fine. But if it's like a a Prosecco or a Cava... Regular beer is fine. Fancy versions of both also fine. Sparkling, I just... I can't... It's just not there. Yeah, that's fair. I do use the recorker a lot as a result. Anyway, I think it's probably time to put a cork in this conversation. Oh, no, you didn't. Put him cha. <laughs> why? Just why? <laughs> it was there, ripe for the picking. Low-hanging fruit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> low-hanging tacos. Those are on a bush. They're always low-hanging. <laughs> yeah, yes. What anyway. was the, the hard shell was the immature variety, and the <laughs> soft shell was the overripe variety. <laughs> We've certainly made a good start on a home bar, and we hope that everyone has something they can take away from this. I know I've learned a few things. Anyway, <laughs> 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 you want to take us out? Sure. Well, thank you for joining us today on We Should Start a Band for what has been, bar none, the best conversation <laughs> about essentials for your home bar. So please remember to rate us, follow us, and check out the blog at hipsteratthome.co.uk. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.